You know, uh, 2022 is coming to an end. Indeed uh, it is. What day is it today? It's, it's, we only got a couple of days 27th. left. 27th. Yeah, something like that. Only a couple of days left until 28th. New Year's. 28th. Okay, was wrong. 20, all right, well, <laughs> it's getting closer. Uh, you know, we, we learned a lot this year. Um, it was different for us. Um, it was a year of uh, scaling things back, so to speak. Uh, I wish we'd tell the Fed that about interest rates. <laughs> right, that'd be nice. <laughs> but uh, they raised interest rates pretty significantly and dramatically this year and just halted the real estate mm-hmm market here in our area i mean for the most part right i mean sales uh, transactions were down by over a third mm-hmm. um that's significant um and so i think they've accomplished what they wanted to do um i think they're going to continue to raise interest rates to slow it even more um in the in the spirit of slowing down inflation right um uh, i don't know how that affects us all that that much um you know when we start getting reports and news and media for several months that are just negative and negative and negative and negative i just turn it off yeah that's probably not a probably not a bad idea um to kind of just take put your blinders on and get to work you know and that's that's probably probably been the theme of this year i would say for a lot of people uh, at least those that got after it still and, and and try to make the most of the situation that they were in um because yeah you're absolutely right this year was a for me in my position where I'm standing, it's weird coming from last year being very different than this year um, and still not quite experienced a regular, just steady year across the board yet, <laughs> uh, at least in this industry. <laughs> um, and so hopefully 2023 can kind of bring a little bit of that um, steadiness back towards us. But yeah, you're absolutely right in terms of uh, what we're talking about of this year, just kind of slowing things down for everyone. And that's actually, like I mentioned um, the theme of it, of it's just kind of keeping your head down and kind of just getting after it and making it happen. Right. Not to make a pun on the, on the podcast name there, but it's the truth. Well, it is the truth. And that's why we named it that. And look, (laughs) uh, sales were down this year, even Mm -hmm. for us for the very first time ever, ever, Mm -hmm. at least in my location. Right. I mean, as a brand overall, I think our numbers are up. Um, uh, but in my location, which is the largest location, uh, my sales were down probably by about a third or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, but the business model remained strong. You know, we, we, we did well, uh, just not as strong as uh, uh, 2021, yeah, so yeah. to speak. Um, uh, but we did pretty comparative to 2020. Um, so last year was a spike. Um, you know, it, it you, you needed to jump. If, if you're worth your salt at all, you need to jump on the bandwagon and sell something last year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I mean, whether you had a car, whether it was bicycles or whatever it was, there was no supply and demand was turned on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so w- it was a great year. This year, we had to adjust, shift, modify. Um, I had to cut some overhead, get the capital down. I mean, get the, I need to get the capital up, but uh, get the overhead down and you know, it was interesting because uh, I've been scrambling all year because of that. Then on the other side of it, we got to sell, right? Mm-hmm. We, we do have to sell and we want to expand the, the brand, do, do our franchising. And, uh, uh, you know, we've needed to shift on that because the rate we want to grow and expand um, because of the way the market shifted, you know, ha- needed some, I guess you would say, uh, some thoughtful ideas, right? Yeah, when it comes to... That, I mean, I know that the talk within our, our office, Equindora, 
uh, and the corporate headquarters for, for the franchisor as well. The talk has been about marketing and talk has been about sales and getting the numbers up and getting back out there and kind of just going back to the grassroots of things. It's no longer 2020 and 2021 when business was just knocking at your door. Well, the problem, uh, th- those problems where I needed to get the inventory, right? I needed yeah. to hire inspectors. I needed to get people to go do the work to collect the checks. Yeah. There's that. It's a whole nother time, whole nother dynamic of shifting, right? Um, this one, like you mentioned, being more on the downsizing of overhead and then trying to bulk up the bolster the sales because we have more time on our hands, right? That's a repetitive thing we always talk about is when you are, when you have free time, use that as an asset to yourself. Um, going off of that into the fran and as well as on the franchising side of things too, we had to make a couple adjustments um, when it comes to franchise development, franchise growth, and supporting our current franchise owners during this time of uh, just uneasiness. Like you mentioned, the market has kind of just kind of scared everyone. The negative news hitting your TV every single night does play effect mentally on people. It does. It does. Uh, people don't re- realize psycho- psychologically how much that kind of toll it takes a toll on you. Well, and they don't care. Yeah. They, they, they want ratings. Exactly. And so uh, to remind our franchisees that, hey, put your blinders on and do what it is we know what to do, which is go out there, hustle for the hustle for the business. Uh, that's something we had to take a step back and kind of uh, – I guess swallow that pill for ourselves too, right? That it's no longer 2021 where business is knocking and we have to go out there and actually really, really work for it. Um, and it's 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 nice though at the same time because it also weeds out people who aren't serious about their business because they're not out there hustling the way um, they they should be. Well, and their phones aren't just going to ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the order takers are going to go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the people that are going to sell and close and network and market and do all the things that I've been banging the drum on for the past couple of years, mm-hmm. you're going to see all those people come to the front um, because they're going to be around. Uh, they're they're out there playing the game and it's going to work. Um, and they're going to make sure they get theirs. Uh, and and they're going to maintain those relationships. And uh, you know they're very positive people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just you know filling a role. Uh, so let for, me, let me ask you this, Dwayne. So with the year with this quote, down year, right, in terms of the market and volume for everyone across the board, what do you think has allowed us specifically to maintain a somewhat level of consistency? Obviously, our volume went down because there just wasn't work available, right, to do. Um, but we still, st- I think, stayed fairly consistent across the board in terms of how we approach things. Um, what in your mind has allowed us to do that um, coming from your perspective as, well, a, as a boss? I mean, a few years ago, uh I mean, gosh, I think it's been almost four or five years now. Uh, just trying to compete, you know, trying to do the right things. Uh, back then, mm-hmm. you know, by adding additional services, which strengthens, you know, uh, your business model, right? If you're just yep. a monolithic business model, I don't care what you are, uh, and you don't have, uh, uh, you know, additional services or uh, additional types of uh, retail items to sell when people come in, or ways to upcharge or upsell people, um, then when sales do go down or when there is a, I guess the ebb to the flow, so to speak, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then, you know, it, it, it makes a significant impact on you. Whereas I think what we've seen in, in our industry is because we, we have approximately 25% of our sales aren't just from the main number one reason people are calling in, mm-hmm. Uh, we actually have bumped that up by 25% because of all the other services that people are used to calling us for. 
um, it's it's helped strengthen the bottom line, and, and that that was a big deal for us. And then uh, two years ago, okay, we we got that figured out, and that's mm-hmm. been great. Trying to teach our franchisees to do it, um, uh, you know, it is something we need to continue to work on. I think now maybe they'll. A lot of people, I think, are catching on to the 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 wave of of what these additional services are capable of doing to the, their bottom line. Right. Um, and because- it's not it, it, well, yeah. And and you heard like our last franchisee we spoke with says, "Well, I don't want to nickel and dime people." Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, <laughs> it's not nickeling and diming people. And, and the reason it's not is because the reason we're offering these services is because they were requested. Yeah, and they, and they provide a value uh, to the service or, or an enhancement to the service that we're already there for as well. Right. Um, that's something to not to not forget as well, too. That's something we're pound, kind of pounding the sound down as well. It's like, hey, we're not, we don't want to nickel and dime and upsell people just to upsell people. We're there no, because we don't. they have – we have a solution to an issue that they – possibly have right well it's supply and demand right it's been demanded of me i mean back back when Mm -hmm. quite frankly i didn't want to do it i was very much in the same mindset but then when i started doing it i was like oh my gosh you know i mean we're, we're getting people that now won't go anywhere else because we provide those services to that level that's much stronger it ties things together you know when when you got like three cords instead of one right just makes it stronger and so uh yeah the the locations out there that are i guess in a sense, of one trick ponies, right? Um, yeah, when when that one trick isn't getting enough volume, it, it hurts a lot more. Well, and, and when the sales numbers go down, here's where the rubber meets the road. The sales numbers will go down. All right, so then you have a client that would normally call you mm-hmm. to give you that one service, but just so happens in that particular instance where they need the, the two or three service guy, now they're also not calling you and going over to two or three service guy. Mm-hmm. So now you're not only are your sales number down just because they're down, you're losing 25% of your business to me Yeah, because yeah. I can provide the things that they need when they need it. So now not only are you going down, you're going down even further. Yeah, there's external factors already hurting you, right? Things that are out of your control, the market. And then now there's internal factors of, I mean, I don't want to put necessarily place blame because some people aren't in the position to add the services yet. However... There's internal factors where because you're not offering it now, it's almost you need to have a sense of it's my own fault. I got to figure this out, right? That's something in terms of taking ownership of the situation you're in. I know we've spoken about a lot. Someone else screws up that's affiliated with us. We take it upon ourselves as viewing it as our fault. We didn't provide the coaching, you know, or right. or, or we didn't provide the insight or um, the help to prevent that issue from happening to begin with, right? And so if you're someone that's a one-trick pony type of person, you can blame the market as much as you want for a downturn in business, right? Uh, but there is a sense of ownership you probably got to take upon yourself of figuring out, of realizing, hey, maybe I didn't shift the way I need to or didn't make the adjustments I needed to be made to keep myself um, afloat in, in, in a position I want to be in. So one of the things that I have always uh, had inherently instilled in me is when times are good and you've got money, spend it and make yourself stronger. Mm-hmm. Don't lose those opportunities because when things are plentiful and there's cash coming in, you need to, that's when you buy the equipment you need. Mm-hmm. That's when you start learning that because you can afford the time you can afford to to screw up. You mm-hmm. can afford to lose a bit of the money, um, you know, because times are good, mm-hmm. right? You can afford to take those risks. 
But now when the market shifted like where we're at now in real estate, nobody can afford to do that now. Or it's a whole lot more painful and scary. Right, 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 right. So like a couple of years ago, I took an opportunity, which was very scary to me. Not only were we in a good shape with all our additional services, right? And we continue to train on that and do offer those things. But I went ahead and tried to start a couple of new companies, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That actually pair up well with what it is I'm doing and exhausted all my resources and then borrowed and raised capital to do it. Um, and then things shifted and it's like, oh, baby, hold on, you know, <laughs> I need to go raise some more money. But it turns out, I guess there is more capital out there to be raised because mm-hmm. Wall Street's down. Yeah. So when people are more interested in investing in actual companies and people that, you know, are shakers and movers and would rather be more intimate in the relationships with their funding and mm-hmm. so or their investments. And so, um, yeah, uh, just when times are good, you, you need to, you need to do the, all the things you can do. And one of the unfortunate things we learned this year in times are when times are good, you tend to just throw money at marketing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it can be a waste. Yeah. That I was, mean, that was a lesson learned for sure for us uh, on multiple, on multiple occasions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, you know, now is a good time to really take a look at what you're doing with your marketing and uh, scale back on it and go back to the grassroots things. Uh, uh, get get a lot of bang for your buck, mm-hmm. best that you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are ways to do that. You don't, the, the marketing aspect of your business, and I don't care what industry you're in, uh, needs to be monitored. It changes, right? You know, in franchising, website portals were the hottest thing for years and years and years. Well, they're not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's all about your network marketing and, and growing organically really mm-hmm. is what the big buzz is. Um, you still need to do portals. You still need to do digital marketing. You need to do SEO. You need to do all those things. Um, but you need to pay a really close attention to it and you need to have the flexibility to change your mind in the shift. Yeah. And that's actually, I mean, we just spoke on that, what, a day or two ago when we had our, our, our weekly meeting and Hey, do we want to add on another portal or do we want to make a shift and, and maybe reallocate those dollars somewhere else? Right. During this time where number one, it's already slow to begin with because the economy. Number two, it's Christmas and New Year's, and we're really not going to be seeing a ramp up of leads typically until like springtime to begin with, right? Right. Um, and so do we throw the money at just to throw the money at it, or do we maybe take a step back, look for other opportunities with the budget that we have So, so and, there's and, co- and take necessary risks that way? There's a couple of things, no matter what business you're in, whether it's franchising or whether you're in a retail shop, uh, is your product or service the deal, mm-hmm. right? So you, you need to make sure it is or it isn't, right? Is it something that that's a, a, a viable product or a viable service that can sell and that has value and that, you know, you, you just have to compete against everybody else, mm-hmm. right? And so if you can check that box, yes, like ours is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's, we, we know it is 100%. Um, then over the course of the last 12 or 18 months, why isn't it selling more? Right. And so you need to look at that. Why aren't we selling more? Well, then we're doing something wrong. <laughs> we need to figure out what we need to do. And, and, uh, uh, which I mean, we've sold some, but we didn't get the numbers we wanted. And so I think, uh, uh it's important whether you have a product or a service to change up the methods that you're doing to get to the customers and, and provide value to them and give them the, give them, I guess you would say, the opportunity to, to get a good deal mm-hmm. really is what it is. They, they need to have a good deal and then they need to be able to buy it. Even if they don't have really any money, mm-hmm. Th- that's something that no matter what you're selling car, well, car dealerships know that all too yep. well, right? Yep. If you don't have any money. They want to sell you a car. 
They need to get. They'll find a way to do it. They'll they'll get you to sign that down line and they get creative with. And you'll buy the car it. and you'll pay for the car, yep. right? But yep. you they need to help you finance. Yeah, bridge the gap, right? Right, and 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 provide a means. So like businesses, mm-hmm. like we're in, we're in the business of franchising and selling businesses, and so if you're in the if you're in the business of franchising and selling businesses, well, who wants to own a business? Well, there's a lot of people that have money that want to open a business, but there's a lot of other people that are maybe qualified that don't have the money. You need to ha- find a way to finance them to basically do that. And so then you got to find the customers, right? Yep. Yep. And yep. So, so I'm not going to give away our secret sauce on how we're doing that. Yeah. We've figured out a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, that's exciting stuff. I mean, for me personally, I mean, I took a couple of notes here while we were talking. Um, for 2022, some big takeaways that I personally learned on my end is number one, the importance of reliable partners in the business going back to that marketing. Oh, that's piece. huge. That's huge. Having reliable partners during a time where uh, things are slow to begin with or things are tough to begin with um, makes all the difference in the world. Um, number two, Mackenzie's going to like this is uh, FITFO, uh, right? And I'm not, I'm not going to say the whole acronym, but figure it the, figure it the F out. That's, uh, that's an acronym that's out there that really just kind of boils down to it's either sink or swim, you know, and you got to right. find a way to get it done. Otherwise, it doesn't get done. It doesn't get done, and now you're now you're behind the eight ball, or you're or you're fa- facing some serious heavy consequences, right? Right. Um, so that's the number two thing that uh, I know we learned, and that kind of stuck with us all, right, internally. Um, and uh, number three is the ability to keep an open mind and the ability to make appropriate shifts when needed, and not get stuck in. You know what? I've been doing this already for the last year or two. It's been working the last year or two. I'm just going to continue to do it. Um, if that makes sense, it's the ability to keep an open mind and to be able to make appropriate adjustments when needed. Those are probably the, one of the top three things this year that I've, that I've learned and kind of held a little bit closer to me in terms of realizations of when things are slow. Um, it, it they all make, I think a huge difference. One it's of the like things, what, sorry, go ahead. one of the things I've learned, uh, is if it ain't working, mm-hmm. it doesn't, <laughs> You know, uh, just because it has worked doesn't mean it's going to continue it, to, right? Well, in, there, a lot of times things work really well and then they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. I, I think a big, big portion of that is just the ever changing uh, waves of technology, the ever changing waves of ideas of how to do things. Cause especially in marketing, there's always a change of trying to be better, trying to like create different leads, trying to do all these little things. And then it gets too saturated, and then something else pops up. There's right? always like a new trend. Right? Yeah, exactly. Ability exactly. To like- and also, it's like what Bruce Lee says: "Be fluid like water." Right. You yeah, need- you- exactly correct. I like that. You got. Yeah. You got. You got. You got to move. You got to move around the way it's appropriate to do so. Right. Well, um, that I, plays a big piece. You know, my my early days in marketing and sales, I actually got caught up in a multi-level marketing scheme, not mm-hmm. not knowing what was mm-hmm. happening. Uh, but I was so hungry and had so much energy. You know, I was out there putting flyers on cars all night to make phones ring all day. Mm-hmm. You know, I was on the phones all day and I was selling. And every time I'd make a dollar, I'd go buy materials to make more flyers. And I just, it was true grit effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that taught me was, is if you are going to be successful and you want to compete and you want to get something done, you got to make it happen. You mm-hmm. just really do. You got to be flexible. You got to try new things. You have to be okay with failing. Um, uh, but you got to always be thinking and looking for that sliver of just an inch to, to gain, to gain some momentum. Because once you can get the momentum going, 
man, you know, I it's mean, all it takes. I mean, I like that. Like, just find a way to gain an inch, right? Because you gain that inch, next thing you know, that door opens, or you know, or you're catching the you're catching the the downhill slope, and now it's like full speed ahead again, right? Right. Um. So I think that's a great, great, great point to be made right there. But um, to kind of carry off of so 2022, I mean, I know we're talking about some lessons we've learned. Um, just overall how the year went for us. Um, a lot of learning lessons, without a doubt. I think it's a huge learning opportunity for everyone involved in the industry. Um, but leading into 2023, and I know this, I know la- a year ago, probably around today, you know, of last year's mark, we did a podcast talking about um, New Year's resolutions. Right. Now, we're not a big fan of the terminology of New Year's resolutions or New Year's goals. Um, this has been a common thing I've heard from a lot of people speak on, right? We're not, we're not, uh, brainiacs and the first ones that come up with this idea of or or not following the typical new year's resolution right and so we want to look at more towards objectives and things that we have a structure plan of action to complete right um, i wanted to bring up a couple big things here that i think are actually pretty neat that in reality of it i know we haven't been because we're caught up in it all the time it doesn't necessarily maybe may feel all that large um, but in reality when it comes to 2023 and some things i think that we're going to achieve I got a, a couple of list of small things here I want to read off. Um, number one, launch our software. Yeah. That's a huge one, right? That's mm-hmm. that's going to be a huge thing coming up for us. Super, super pumped up for it. Um, and that's going to really, I think, make some waves in, in our industry and what we're trying to accomplish, right? And, and assist our brand in doing so. Um, another piece, um, and this is, I know I'm going to get into Morrison stuff too, but Bugnext continue to develop, develop our Termine Pest Partner. Yep. Um, to the next level as well too here local in this area and, and who knows maybe find ways to expand that out of state if if it calls for and if we're able to do so right uh, and then going back into Morrison specifically uh, we're going to be changing offices here uh, fairly soon that's actually I was sitting here thinking about it for a couple minutes prior to the podcast and that's no small undertaking no uh, changing like so it, growing into a larger office right right um, that's actually a very, very big shift for any business. Uh, we we hammer our franchisees that are capable of doing it all the time of, hey, let's get into an office, let's get into an office, get into that first just 200-square-foot closet, you know, to take right. that next step forward. For us, we're doing a little bit more than 200 square feet, and so we're obviously taking a much larger step. Yeah, yeah we'd like more end. like 10,000 square feet. Right? <laughs> but um, that's going to be a huge undertaking for us too when that time comes, and that's super exciting, at least in my mind, because I think knowing what that's going to bring um, – is just I don't know I think it fires us all up. Well, we're all we're all on top of each other, right? So the rumor is that you're going to get my own in, office. In the office. You know, a pool. Oh, a pool. pool? Okay. Okay. So and so. we get our own offices. Is that? Is <laughs> yeah. And swim practices. <laughs> um, we got the we got the in office gym. I think we might just get lofts above the office so we could just sleep there overnight, right? And that way we don't have to go after actually go home. That is the goal, right? <laughs> Uh, that's how that's how that works out on our end. But uh, no, those are a couple of really big things here. Then in terms of franchising wise, um, well, lead, at the at the official end of twenty twenty three, we're gonna have, gosh, we're gonna have twenty locations. Is it twenty or I is think it? We're gonna be close to twenty locations. I think I had seventeen marked down uh, okay. as as a total of seventeen locations across four different states now. Yep. I know going into twenty twenty three, some objectives are expanding even further. Um, I mean. I would love to see us in, in seven to 10 different states by the end of 2023 and just keep plopping those dots all over the map. Um, Easy. And, yeah, Easy. And, and it's continue, done. And, and, doing and, it. And continue to grow over that 20 location mark, over that 25 location mark, right? Uh, and something we were just working on today is that structure plan of action of marketing, right? Of not only assisting our own personal 
franchisees now that we were talking about the whole list that McKenzie's been working on, Will's been working on, and everyone in between of structure marketing plan to help our businesses grow. Um, but that also ties into the franchise marketing as well, too, of everything that we're doing and kind of making some shifts and changes in our approach to things. Um, I'm flying out to Texas in like in like two and a half, three weeks, or two, yep. uh, probably two and a half weeks to go do some onboarding with our new guys in Houston and Dallas. Hell of a way to start the year. Uh, it's going to be great. And so, I don't know, th those are a couple of like just items I listed down there that I think are, are, are exciting things to think about. Uh, and moving forward in 2023 is going to be um, be pretty awesome. Just the other day, we talked about growing and developing our, in, our internal staff here, right, to fill that bigger office space and take those next steps. Uh, that's all just super, super exciting stuff. So, uh, I mean, for you, Dwayne, 2023, some objectives. Um, I know we, I just handed out, hand, hammered out a bunch of business stuff. What about some personal objectives for yourself? Personal objectives? Yeah. You know, I yeah. haven't thought a lot about that. Um, but I do have a, a, a half Ironman I'm going to race in April. Nice. Uh, nice. So I'd like to podium on that. That'd be sweet. Um, I think it's totally doable. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm finally getting my legs back after yep. this last weekend. I felt really good about where I'm at. Yep. Um, and then, you know, maybe... Uh, uh... <laughs> Still thinking? Business, business has been wrapping you, wrapping you, wrapping you up. That's why I, you know, I too I, much on personal I, stuff. I, I, I don't have a lot of personal goals for next year other than to stay healthy and fit. Uh, continue doing some, some, uh, you know, the, my races and things mm -hmm. like that. But, mm -hmm. um, personally, I mean, if, if we do move into a bigger office, obviously we may have to, you know, sell and buy a home, mm -hmm. uh, for us. That'd be a personal thing for us just cause I'm, I'm never going to live more than five or 10 minutes away from my office. Yeah. I'm um, yeah. just not doing that. Yep. Um, it just takes too much time out of my life and I like to put more focus on what's going on at work. So, um, yeah. And personally you would like all the things that work to uh, get accomplished, right? And so, yeah, <laughs> this is all this all ties in together. So, I guess that was a silly question to ask you about personal objectives. I think it's all in one. I right? Don't, I don't have a whole lot. I mean, you know, and that's interesting that you asked that. Now that I think about it, I mean, a lot of people separate work and personal, mm -hmm. and I'm not that guy. Yeah, you know, for me, it's my I what, what I have is I have one program, mm -hmm. and my program's diversified. Mm -hmm. uh, it's complicated. Um, but it is my program and my program is to do these things personally and to do these things career wise. And I live it and breathe it and do it all day, every day. I mean, you, you probably get frustrated sometimes when you get my texts and emails at 10 o'clock at night on the weekend, you mm -hmm. know, that's cause I'm in there just kind of, I'm just what I'm, what I'm working. It's yeah. just, yeah, yeah. I, I have, I have some moments that I'm dialed, you know? And so, um, uh, you know, I'm always checking my email. I don't have a personal phone. Mm -hmm. I, I noticed that comes up a lot with, 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 uh, business owners, you know, that we're trying to develop and, you know, I always want to tell me, what do you need a personal phone for? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you are you, yeah. you are your business. Yep, yep. You know, why do you need a personal phone? Um, but a lot of people have a hard time set and want to keep that separate. But for me, you call me, you're calling my business. You're calling me. I'm available. Um, it's all one and the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. Having two phones here sitting next to me is a pain in the ass. I, I don't. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about downsizing. Here myself. It's really not necessary. No, I mean, not. you know, if you're about your career, so think about this, right? Say, imagine, you know, you're uh, a pitcher on the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. You're about your career. You know, hey, I'm Chase Kerr. You know, I'm on, I'm the ace of the Dodgers. Uh, Chase Kerr, ace of the Dodgers. Leave a voicemail. Yep. Right? I mean, yeah. it's it's synonymous. Yep. You are who you are, yep. you know? Yep. And, and if anybody's like kind of feels offended that you have your work synonymous with the name of your, your personal name, I don't know. Um, uh, I kind of want people to think I'm synonymous with my career. Mm -hmm. 
you know, because I'm, I'm about all those people. I, yeah. I, I am, I, I'm about anybody, anybody and everybody that is a part of what it is I'm trying to accomplish and what I'm trying to do. Cause those are my favorite people. Yeah. And, and, and anyone that's, that's would be judging you for, which would be an odd thing to judge anybody for to begin with, but they're not people that are looking to support you to begin with. And so well, why, think, why does it matter? You know. Well, I, I bought my son uh, a, a book uh, over over Christmas. Jordan Peterson. He's a New York oh, yeah. Times bestselling yep, book. Yep. And uh, when you think of the name Jordan Peterson, do you think about him personally? I just think of just not really just right him, just like who he is. Right. He, well, he's, just, that's his persona and how he carries himself and everything that he does. Right. He's he's the probably the greatest philosopher of, of our generation right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and he happens to be here in North America. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you think of him and who he is and what he's doing and accomplishing, not just, oh, that's him and his work, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he is who he is his work and, and, uh, well, when you, when you're able to take a personal interest in your work, right. It's not something where you, you, you punch the, the timestamp card and you leave and you pick it up the next morning. Right. When you're able to take a personal interest in it and you're able to develop it further because, it starts to be, like you said, it starts to become synonymous with, with you and who you are, you know? And I think that's all, that's something probably we all run across where it's like, hey, I got things I got to get done. doesn't matter really when it's happening. Right. Because it's all overflowing and in, in, in throughout our entire life um, when it all makes sense. But uh, how about you? What, what are your, what, what are you doing personally? What are your goals this next year? Personally, for me, for me, purchasing a property. It would be a big one. I know we're in the, pro- mm-hmm. in the process of that right mm-hmm. now. That's a big personal goal of mine to try to knock that one off the off the bucket list of or checklist of items to get done. Invest in real estate. Invest in real estate. Yeah, yeah. And so excited times. Um, I think I'm super just pumped up for this year to begin with. I think this is gonna be a great year. I mean, uh, me and McKen- I mean me and Mackenzie both turning 25 this upcoming year. Um, yep. I think that's a pretty pretty cool thing, and uh, just excited for kind of what life is gonna bring over the next uh, next 12 months or so. Well, and yeah. I think we figured some things out. And so yeah, it is yeah, exciting. Yeah. And so it's uh, <laughs> on a whole an array of different items. Um, yeah, there's a, there's some there's some big things happening, and it's going to be a good time. And uh, if you want to jump on this train, you know, and get and get, and get cooking <laughs> full full steam ahead with us, give us a call at eight six six eight eight one five zero two seven. I think yeah, I got to dial dial up number two. I think to reach me about franchising, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, you'll get pointed in the right direction. Um, but yeah, I would highly suggest anyone that wants to jump on this train while while we're while we're heating up, uh, give us a call and do so because we're happy to bring you along the ride with us. Uh, that's what we're here for, and you know that's what the whole idea behind franchising what we're doing is. It's bringing people the opportunity to find success in their life and their career and. Uh, kind of create a path for themselves when it's well, we're good at it yeah <laughs> so yeah it's working out and so uh enjoy the new year right and stay safe out there uh and we'll be seeing everybody in 2023